0: hello everybody and welcome back to ballpark beef podcast we got the beef so let's get it sizzling welcome back everybody another week of baseball in the books um my yankees are doing miserable um yeah um how you guys doing this week how you guys doing
1: doing great you know just another week
0: yeah another week another week of disappointing baseball um, I was actually at the game last night. Um, Aaron Hicks is just terrible. Um, Basura. Professional yeah. athlete. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd prefer Joey Gallo over him. That That's a hot take, but... That, <laughs> it's a
1: very hot one.
0: I, I oh, think, man. I think Joey Gallo might have actually caught that ball.
1: Uh, yeah. Definitely, but would have had the same hitting stats.
0: Yeah. Fair, that's
1: fair. fair. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of Joey Gal, he's uh
0: he's enjoying his time over there in L.A. Huh. Think he's anybody uh, on the team is. He's hitting like three thirty in his last seven games. He's got two homers, four ribbies. I mean, dudes, dudes enjoying life over there.
1: If needed a change of scenery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. But all right, let's uh get into our how our teams have been doing. Um, I'm going to go last because my team is just off the shelves right now. Um, so let's hear about how those, uh, Reds are doing.
2: Oh man, I'm going to give you a run for your money. <laughs> so, uh, you yeah, know, uh, last week we, uh, I, I talked about how the Reds were playing semi exciting baseball and that spark has now completely left the building. Um, just a couple of fun little stat lines to look at. Joey Votto currently in the longest hitless streak of his career. I think it's now up to 21 at bats wow. without a hit. Um, we're seeing the strikeout resurgence of Aristides Aquino and Jose Barrero. Uh, I think Jose Barrero is currently tied for the record for most cons- consecutive games with a strikeout um, for uh, Reds' hitter which is unfortunate. Um, there have been good flashes, very few. Jake Fraley being pretty much the only one. Our injured list is piling up again. It's really just going great in Cincinnati right now, guys.
0: <laughs> Don't sound so sad. Yeah,
3: well, you is. set fire to it and you burned it down. so yeah, I mean, what you expect? Yeah. yeah, I've got no expectations. Put that out there
2: right now.
0: Yeah, I mean with what they did at the trade deadline, I don't think anyone would. Um but yeah. Um let's let's talk to the uh the cross across the city team um in New York. Um, you know, they've they've been playing well, so but injuries have been stacking up, so Jimmy, what's going yeah. on with the Mets?
3: You know, you said it best. Uh you know, we're winning ballgames. We're playing a, a big series against the Atlanta Braves uh this week. You know, we, we dropped... What's that? You
0: got smoked last night.
3: We got smoked last night. Had to put Darren Ruff in the savior for two innings. Uh, looking like I a beast out here. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: Aaron Ruff's going for Diaz's job. I don't think anybody can replace Diaz at the moment. But don't don't let me get started on that train. Um, you know, pitching pitching has been stellar. Our starters are, are pitching in, in a really good groove right now. Uh, unfortunately, the last two nights though, both Monday and Tuesday, we've lost two starting pitchers. Carlos Carrasco and Taiwan Walker have gone down with some injuries. Um, you know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see who steps up. We got David Peterson and the minors looking to come back and hopefully step up, fill the gap. You know, Tyler, Tyler McGill, um, Joey Lucchese—they're both returning from injuries, so they're on rehab assignments or will be on rehab assignments soon. You know, here's hoping somebody that's young can step up. You know, we got some good news. We got Brett Beatty coming up to the majors, number two prospect for the Mets. Pretty exciting. Hopefully he's gonna help out at third base. Um, you know, give a give a little uh, assist to Eduardo Escobar, who's who's hurt lately too. Um the Braves are tough. We're in a tough series right now. So hopefully we can pull out a a, a tie or maybe a three one win. Who knows? Yeah.
0: I just want everyone to know in the world watching this and listening. Um I was the first to call uh Brett Beatty. Just want everyone to
3: know. Eighteen minutes ahead of uh passing? Yeah.
0: Eighteen minutes ahead of him.
3: 18, we have a stat on that, folks. You know, we have uh we have some pretty good pretty good baseball minds here. We're doing the research, we're bringing the, the most in depth content to you guys. So you know, props to Jonathan for that one. It's yeah. impressive. I,
0: I may start a Twitter and you know just <laughs> just you know go off with all these uh injuries and call ups and stuff and uh see what happens. You know,
3: Ballpark Beef Podcast is definitely on the up and up, man. We have some some interesting things we can get into a little bit later, but uh, things are looking good. So you know, thanks for tuning in, guys, and thanks for watching. So keep it up,
0: hundred percent. We have some really exciting things in the works, um, but we're not going to talk about it right now. Big believer in jinxing stuff, so we're going to wait, work everything out, and uh, hopefully uh, we could bring it to you guys. It's going to be really cool. Um, Let's talk about the team in St. Louis. those cardinals how they doing
1: uh well this last week they went three for three um they played against the rockies got outscored 29 to 16 uh our pitching was absolutely horrendous you know giving up 29 runs to the rockies they have 50 wins so that's obviously not great but then we bounce back against our division rival the brewers we go uh 2-1 series win to keep our lead uh Two games on the Central right now going back to Colorado. So, not playing uh, terrible baseball. Just had that one one series against the Rockies where it didn't seem like anybody wanted to play. So, just put that behind and let's hope we uh, get back on the win train.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cardinals look good. Mets look good. Reds, you know, no expectations. Um, now, Now, I'm going to go really in-depth here because my team has just been... <laughs> Really bad as of late. Um, we're two for nine in our last 11 games. Um, and the worst part is our pitching has been good. We, we still own a top three, uh, team ERA in the league. Um, so the pitching is not the issue. The issue is our bats are just quiet. Um, we got shut out in back to back games. Um, and it, it's just not the Yankees you saw, um, you know, before the all-star break where we were lighting teams up. Um, We had the most runs scored in the league. Um, It just, it wasn't that, we're not that team anymore. And it's, it's kind of scary that it's kind of breaking down right now, you know, with the postseason about a month and a half away. Um, But yeah, I mean, for me, biggest thing is Aaron Hicks has been struggling. He's not good. Um, I think that experiment should be over. Um, we have Estevan Floreal in the minors who's hitting 280 right now, 14 homers. He's plus plus speed. Um, solid outfielder. Um, I, I wish they would give him a shot because I think he'd produce way better than you know Hicks. And you know, this is all all put in play until Bader comes back. Cause once Bader comes back, that's his spot. Um he's gonna be our starting center fielder, and I think he's gonna be our starting center fielder for a while, because man, does that guy know how to field.
1: His energy paint that dugout.
3: Thank you, Saint Louis.
0: Yes. Thank you, Saint Louis. Um you, you gave us a gold glover. In return, we gave you a number three starter. So
1: Hey, he's yeah. been doing well for us, so yeah. I'll take him I mean, right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you know, we'll really see how it works out in the end, but I'm I'm very high on Bader. Um I and then should. I another struggling piece is Josh Donaldson. I think he's just done. Um Unfortunately, his contract is over twenty mil a year, um, so I don't know how we're going to shed that. But you know, that's why there's professionals for that kind of stuff. What uh, do you think
1: about him? Is uh, last week, uh, if I recall, Jimmy said he's starting to hit the ball, and then this previous week, it's like the opposite.
0: I think he had like two good games, and then he just—I think that was like his last like hoorah. Now he's just falling off. He's done. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: let me get into those stats a little bit man because you know you mentioned Aaron Hicks at the outset and he's not even in the he's not even in the bottom three of the of batting on your team uh in the last seven games I've got names like Glaber Torres hitting 083 in the last week I got Josh Donaldson hitting 095 and I got DJ LeMayhew at 56 for the last week of of games he's hitting 056 105 on base percentage and 056 slugging and a one six one 6 one OPS. This guy is absolutely tanking it right now. Uh, Aaron Judge continues to hit. He's up over 1,000 OPS this week. Um, but that's really as far as your offense goes at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's it's pretty brutal. Um,
1: isn't, uh, isn't DJ hurt?
0: Yeah, DJ is hurt. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, DJ's hurt. Um, I know Stanton just is going to start an assignment soon. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's rough, man. I. What I really want to see is also them bring up Oswald Peraza, our number two prospect. Um, I mean, the dude rakes. He's a plus-plus fielder, too. Matt knows about him.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he was one of the guys that I really wanted to get back from Castillo. You know, getting the V. Morte is a good uh, consolation prize, I guess. But uh, Peraza would have been great. But I honestly, I think calling up prospects right now is a... It, it's not... It, it's whatever more a must is these yankees have to do it
0: yeah they, they they like
2: they need to show the core team what's coming up you know it's late august we're going to be in september before you know it you need to get your good players up and start getting them reps while you're in this slide to reinvigorate your core because those are the kids that are be taking their jobs in you know a couple couple months couple years Whichever it is, they've got to get up there and they've got to show it. And it's going to reinvigorate that Yankees team going into the playoffs. Let yeah. the kids play.
0: Yeah. Amen. Play. That, that, see, that's what I'm hoping, man. I, you know, I want these guys to come up and kind of give a jolt to the team because it seems like we're just tired. It literally looks like we're not hitting the ball. I was at the game last night, man. It was the freaking Rays started the game with an opener, and we got shut the F out. That was it was dreadful. Um, I mean, Cole pitched a game, but you know you can't do much when your team's not doing much for you.
3: Um, We need to borrow one of the Rays' openers, man. (laughs) Our starting pitching depth is not not looking too good on the Mets' side.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got Degrom, Scherzer, and then it kind of just falls off because everyone's getting hurt now. That's ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth?
3: Um, Hey,
1: told you this was gonna happen.
3: So, the guys like to call the Mets the uh the retirement home because we used to sign a lot of old guys who'd come and play and kind of in their in their uh second half of their second half of their career if you will so uh yeah we're we're <laughs> we're reminiscent of those times when all the old guys would get hurt right now uh it's it's tough it's tough uh being a starting pitcher for the new york mets so i i hope that when scherzer goes tomorrow he doesn't leave the game early and get hurt i think I Think he's a gamer. I think he'll go out and shove about eight innings down the down the Braves' throat. So here's hoping for that. Hey, you, bet on that?
0: you you know the Yankees get the Grom Enchurzer next week, right? <laughs> Why aren't we going to that game, man? I well, you know, you're not here, so I mean if you <laughs> were I would be like ah, We work. Let's go. Yeah. We work. Um but yeah, Yankees they need a jolt, man. Their their hitting has just been below subpar. Um and we're we're just not winning close games anymore. Like beginning of the year when we were walking off. Like you guys even said it like, Wow, Yankees are scary. Now it's like who's scared of the Yankees? I'll
1: just just keep uh, going down and down in the power rankings.
0: Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um let's talk to big news. Big news this week. Mr. Fernando Tatis Jr. Was suspended for taking steroids. Now I've heard that supposed he got a, a haircut, and in that haircut he got a fungus. Now um, with Who's that, cutting his hair. That's yeah, what I want to know. that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> how, do you not? Do they not use barbicide or whatever that is? Like, to clean the razor off? Is he is the barber using the same razor on multiple people? Um. You know, so he got this fungus um, and he got this spray to cure the fungus, which is called truffle bowl. I'm probably butchering that. But um so it with his to-
3: dad, who's also a steroid user.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this this is from his dad. Um And in that truffle bowl, it contained the banned substance substance Clostabow Clostabow. How do you say, it, Jim? You probably know.
3: So this one is close to the ball, yeah. Close to the ball,
0: yeah. So that's why he was suspended. Um, We're going to go a little more in depth with this. We got our um, on-site genius here. Um, His name's Jimmy. (laughs) Uh, So, Jimmy, tell us a little more about uh, this whole truffle ball suspension Tati's Go
3: ahead. I want to hear Did you it. just say truffles? No, he didn't take truffles and, and get suspended. <laughs> I'm going to take you to a little bit of a, a chemistry corner here. I'm, I'm going to try not to bore you guys here, but essentially what he came positive for, which is called Clostable, it's an anabolic steroid. And those are essentially the cheating steroids, right? So they're used, for, they're, they're taken to, you know, increase muscle mass and bone density and things like that. You know, Essentially, that th- this this type of steroid just doesn't accidentally go into you if you're a professional player. I mean, it's just as simple as that.
0: Yeah, it's it. You know, it's weird that like he, his dad's saying it was a spray. Like, I don't know about that. That's weird.
3: Yeah, yes. it's weird It's weird that you'd pick a spray up that, you know, you don't even look at the ingredients and you just put it in your body or put it on your body for some kind of treatment for some kind of rash, which who even knows if he even had a rash. Yeah. Um, but essentially, anabolic steroids, they bind to your androgen receptors. You know, they have long effects on the body. They take months to, to leave your body. So that's why they come up on drug tests like that. You know, this is what help helps the athletes build muscle and juice up like it's 2003. I mean essentially that's that's what it, it comes down to. The other kind of steroid which is what he what he confused it with was clobetasol. And that's a corticosteroid and essentially that's that's one that's used to to recover from inflammation and kind of recover in a quick way. So that kind of clears your body really fast and stuff like that. So I take corticosteroids for allergies. Uh you know those don't have those muscle building crazy effects and to think that we would mistake Clobeita for close to ball in, in like in the media is just insane. So I, I don't know. This just seems like a lot of uh like distractions and guys to try to make you think that he didn't actually cheat, but it, it's kind of hard to to paint him as anything but a cheater right now.
0: Yeah, I I think it, there's more into this that we're we're not being told. Um cuz it just it, it doesn't add up like I don't know. I don't know how you just pick up a spray and like oh let's let's just put this on, and all of a sudden you test positive for steroids that That sounds like a bad story. Um yes, sounds like a lie, oh my God, I just got an update. Yankees are calling up Estevan Florio. look at that.
2: look at that. We had it here <laughs> first, folks. <laughs> you had it
0: here too. first by the way, before passing
2: <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow when the episode releases. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. But that yeah. just
3: goes to show the quality of this podcast. We have things ranging from chemistry corner, where we talk, talk about the chemical biology of steroids, all yeah. the way to live up-to-the-minute updates, even beating out the professionals. I mean, that's just the quality <laughs> of this podcast. Come on, man.
0: You, you can't beat it. We're the best out.
3: Um, Ballpark beef is sizzling, folks. <laughs> we are beef getting, is sizzling. <laughs> the beef is sizzling.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to get that like trademarked or something.
3: We're making Uh, t-shirts. Oh, we're making t-shirts. No, that's that's not supposed to be an official announcement. (laughs) We're going to try to make t-shirts.
2: Anyway, to get back to Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, I think, you know, the news is obviously shocking, but to hear the response from his teammates was really crazy. Because they, like, you know, they just came right after him. They said that, you know, he hadn't been part of the team, that there wasn't a level of trust that you would have with a teammate usually. And, you know, I think that's that's really telling of what kind of ball player he was behind the scenes.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's crazy at all, to be honest with you. Like, I think it's just I, th- I think it's telling, just like you said. I think like it just shows a, a level of maturity that's just not, you know, up to par. He he lied essentially about motorcycle accidents in the preseason, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you just get paid. You're, you're kind of a f- the face of MLB. I mean, let's be honest. One of, you know, at least. Yeah, he, 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 you get called up, you go off, you have a good season, you know, you get your contract, you're one of the faces of the MLB and you're, you're going to go get injured on a, you know, a motorcycle. Come on, man. You know? And then, you know, you're rehabbing and then you're like, oh, let's put this random spray on me to cure this fungus from some bootleg barber. Allegedly. And- allegedly, exactly, allegedly, and, you know, you test positive for steroids. So, in my mind, I would, if I was his teammate, I I would be pissed at him. I'd be like, I don't trust you, you know, nor do I respect you at this point. So that, I feel like that's a big thing for that team, Um, and I think it kind of puts a little closure to the team, um, and it it kind of lets them, all right, he's out for the rest of the year, let's forget about him, let's, you know, focus on winning these games.
1: Yeah. Um, Offshore what happened no it's just uh that's a it's a hard thing for a team to just randomly hear on on the news honestly yeah i mean they're they're expecting him back in what month or so and then they just get the news that oh yeah he just took this random medicine and tested positive now he's out for the rest of the year and the first month and a half of next year
3: yeah you know what
1: i read too i read that he didn't
3: even tell his team about it like i heard that his agent called the team after like after Tatis himself told like Passon and and some other reporters, that's crazy. That's shady. That is shady. Like I, I think mean, the I think the yeah. risk wasn't healing.
0: Yeah, that that's and you know what? Um, a Rod was on Sunday Night Baseball, um, and he was you know he was talking about how he regrets it and how like this should show you know to young people like you you can't be doing this man, especially with a you know. The stature of, you know, Tatis, he was, you know, I I love Tatis. He was one of my, you know, top young guys in the league. Um, And now it's just like, what is this guy doing, you know?
1: Yeah. Who knows? Uh, People don't understand. Well, the baseball players don't understand that their actions outside of the sport actually matter to their fans.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, every sport, but I think it affects your teammates the most. Yeah. Um. All right, but you know, we're we're, since we're on the shortstop topic, um, I know, um, Jimmy wanted to talk a little bit about this, um, and how this is going to affect, um, Mister Lindor.
3: Yeah. No, I don't think it necessarily affects him currently anymore. He kind of made out like a bandit. What What came to mind here was. You know, Tatis signed a $340 million contract in 2021, in February of 2021. And that, you know, essentially set the market for star shortstops in the league. And people like Francisco Lindor topping it at $341 million total. Corey Seager, he got paid over $300 million to play for the Rangers. That's they crazy. essentially reaped the benefits because this was not the type of money that shortstops were offered in the long term. You know, it's probably around the $200 million number or, you know, maybe a little bit over if you're a superstar of the game, right? You know, Francisco yeah. Lindor, Fernando Tatis, they could definitely be in that conversation. Yeah. But what's interesting to me is that, like, basically because of Tatis, I mean, there's no coincidence that Lindor signed a contract for $1 million more than Fernando Tatis. That's not a coincidence. That was purposeful. Yeah. But the thing is, like, had Fernando Tatis not signed that kind of contract, you know, maybe he was found to be a cheater before then or something. Had he not signed that contract, it's, it's interesting to think about what kind of Lindor, payday for Lindor, you know, what he would be looking at. Maybe $100 million less than he currently has. And, you yeah. know, that can open up opportunities for the Mets as far as payroll flexibility and things like that goes. So it's interesting to see, you know, that kind of thing come out and then the ramifications as far as money goes. We'll have to see how that translates to the bulk of free agents that we have at the end of the season. You know, Jacob DeGrom needs to get paid. Um, You know, there's a there's a bunch of people in the bullpen that that are not not under contract for 2023 So seeing how this affects and plays out, you know down the line years from now is it's not only It's not only um, an issue with his his career and his stats and things like that, but also, you know, the market in general
0: Yeah, I mean Tati's essentially set the shortstop market. So, you know
3: well, I
2: think uh, the main one of my main takeaways from it is The one upside for him and his, you know, uh, this is a really awful point in his career to start talking about it, but, you know, potential Hall of Fame case 15, 20 years down the line, you know, I honestly don't think this affects him that much. I think that, well, I mean, if you look at it, he he tested positive, you know, this past week, but he had a test back in March where he tested negative. Which means he wasn't taking steroids while he was playing. That's the only plus side to this. But I I think it paves a pretty decent path for forgiveness. If he can come back out of it the other side as a more mature ball player that is more team-focused, that has now taken in the, uh, the criticisms of the fans, the pundits, his teammates, coaching staff, all of that. And, you know, he becomes a better ball player because of it. And, you know... It's not going to help him in the long run, but I don't think it's going to hinder him all that much.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I can agree and disagree. I, I think it will affect his Hall of Fame chances if he does get to that point. Um, just because there's so many guys who have taken steroids and have amazing careers. Um, you know, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. I, I understand that was a steroid error, um, but Alex Rodriguez as well. Um I just I think like all the Hall the Hall of Fame voters just don't like it. Um, so I think this really may affect his Hall of Fame chances if he does, you know, pan out and have an incredible career. Um, but, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it.
3: Yeah, we'll have to see. That's such a long time from now. You know, who knows what the what the voting people will look like then or, you know, what they'll what they'll um, prioritize and consider in their votes. Um, you know, we'll see, I don't know. He's put up 13.6 war across 2019, 2020, also shortened in 2021. So it's really impressive. You know, top, top five MVP votes twice. Um, 42 dingers last year, 81 on his career. He's got a, he's got a long future ahead of him. And, uh, I think Matt said it best. I think he needs to grow up a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's literally all he has to do. Just grow up and stop being, uh, I wouldn't say immature, but irresponsible adult.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um all right. I mean that's pretty much it. Um unless you guys have something else you want to talk about.
1: I just want you to know ghost
2: from Homer again. <laughs> and uh I wish the Reds had won the Field of Dreams game. That broke my heart.
3: <laughs> Jacob DeGrom is the best player in MLB. Okay, here we go.
2: And the uh the crisis and intervention is headed to Jimmy's apartment right now to get him in the <laughs> loopy bin.
0: <laughs> and we're going
2: Be
3: the best part. player in MLB.
0: Hey, guess what? Estefan Florial was called up, guys. I literally said it, top episode.
1: Edit 10 minutes before it happened. Look at that. Look Let's at start me. like a fortune-telling business. Yeah. Come on now. Do you know what the lottery numbers are for tonight?
3: I won't win anyways. <laughs> you could say them because it's getting posted tomorrow.
1: <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> oh, imagine. Oh, that would you hurt really I would just have people like, people we know, just like, Ah, okay. He won, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but all right. That That is all for this week, guys. We appreciate you listening if you made it this far. Um, like I said, we have, like, some very exciting stuff in the works. Um, we're hoping it's going to work out for us. Um, you know, this is getting more serious for us, so we're going to start, you know, really pushing more stuff out, more content for you guys, um, you know, social media, stuff like that. Um, So we're really excited um, to keep this going. Um, This is definitely a long-term thing for us, um, and it's super fun. Um, So very excited for all this, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, But that is all for Ballpark Beef this week, and uh, we definitely got it sizzling.